Come on. Sick of being broke, living paycheck to paycheck. Sick of sleepwalking through your days at a job where you're not engaged. Check out Money Alignment Academy. It can help you get on track financially and become engaged in your work. The time is now. MoneyAlignmentAcademy.com Steve Messer is the Assistant Vice President of Sales at Bend HSA. And now finally, a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Steve. Hey, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. And this is George Grombacher, and it's time to go. Steve, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Again, I appreciate your time today. And, uh, you know, I got into employee benefits back in the early 90s and kind of by accident when I was pretty young. I was friends with a guy that was in the business. And I started out in worksite benefits and, uh, you know, in a short period of time became a partner in that organization. And I really didn't at the time really didn't know anything about insurance, but it, it sounded like a good idea. You know, this guy had a nice house and drove nice cars. And so I thought, <laughs> you know, what the heck? Sure. So I jumped in. Yeah, I jumped in and uh, and I actually stayed in the worksite benefit with him for 11 years because I saw how important it could be to the policyholder. And we were primarily in the cancer and intensive care business. And I saw how that plan, you know, really helped uh, the people that purchased it. And, uh, you know, one, one fall we were doing an enrollment at a large hospital and one of my mother-in-law's best friends bought the policy. And, and, you know, it, that was like in November and, and in December, this was my first year in the business too. And in December, she called me and said, I've been diagnosed with cancer. What do I do? You know, and to make a long story short, she went through treatment for a long time and ultimately passed away. But along the way, I helped her with the policy and the claims. And I really saw what a huge, huge difference that made in her life and the life of her kids. And so that's kind of what got me to stay in the business. So, you know, from, from that point on, really, I realized how important these employee benefits really are to people, especially when you consider the cost. And so I moved to Dallas in 1999 and my career's kind of had a winding path. I've, I've been in the 401k business. I've been in the PEO business, but it's all been in the PE. I mean, in the employee benefits, you know, ever since 1991. And, you know, one thing that I really observed over this time was that employees really struggle understanding how their benefits work and why they cost what they do. And so my, my main observation has really been this. There's really no other place in a business where the employer and the employee spend more money and there is more mystery than in the employee benefits package. And I wanted to help people understand what their benefits do for them. And so, you know, here I've been in the business 28 years now, I guess. And, you know, I got two boys and my wife and we're living in Flower Mound, Texas, and, and we're just helping people uh, all the time. You know, I, I hope, and, and it's my objective, helping them make better benefits decisions. Um, and right now I happen to be with a, a, a company uh, called Bend, Bend HSA. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that very much. And I think that it benefits, I think you, you, you explained it so well. It's this area where, 
the company and the employees spend so much money, but it's 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 confusing, and a lot of the time, people aren't really thinking about this except when it's time to make the elections, and it there's all these not necessarily new opportunities in the form of an HSA, but it is maybe one of the biggest opportunities. So if you would give us some of the basics about what the HSA is, how it works, some of the benefits. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, Bend HSA, we're, we're a relatively new company in the business. It started out a couple of years ago. We offer health savings accounts and uh, you know, it's, it's one of the most important of employee benefits, but it's really, it's largely overlooked and taken for granted. Um, You know, it's, it's people, get confused, I think, by all the acronyms, HRAs, uh, you know, HSAs, FSAs, you know, but I think that, you know, they they don't often or they don't always understand that, you know, paying for your out-of-pocket expenses on a pre-tax basis is really a powerful benefit. And so, you know, many brokers, they, do, they really don't get involved in selecting and vetting a provider for the employer. And so it's often kind of an afterthought. Um, but, but when you think about it, there's, because of that, there's really been no innovation in HSA since 2003 when they were really, uh, you know, formalized. And so today, most HSAs, they're simply online bank deposit accounts, you know, debits and credits, money in, money out. It sits there and it waits for the employee to do something, right? So they're not really exciting. They're not really helpful for that matter. And statistically, like you just said, George, the vast majority of employees, I think it's like 85%, spend less than one hour per year (laughs) considering their employee insurance and benefit choices. And given that they struggle to understand their benefits, spending so little time thinking about them really kind of sets them up for let's say a less than positive outcome, right? And so our company felt like it's really important to bring some innovation to health savings account. And so our HSA allows, uh, the the technology in our HSA allows it to really become an important tool for the account holder. So we use artificial intelligence. We're the first company to introduce that into this benefit. And it makes it an interactive account. It educates and engages the account holder all year. So the big difference is our technology allows the participant to link their personal debit and credit cards to the account so that we can monitor their spending. So if you're familiar with the technologies out there like Mint or Quicken, sure. you know, these these personal softwares, there are programs that help people, you know, figure out where all their money's going. So so we monitor their spending and alert them when they have expenses that may be eligible for their HSA. And then our, what we call the bend advisor nudges people to come log into their account and verify those expenses. And so in the system, we separate their expenditures, you know, from their credit cards and debit cards into three categories, very likely to have eligible expenses, potential, and not likely. So somebody goes to Starbucks in the morning and swipes their, you know, credit card, uh, you know, even though people think that caffeine is medicinal, it's not eligible for your HSA, <laughs> right? So so that one's going to show up at the very bottom, but like Dr. Jones is going to show up at the top. And so what, what you know, we're, we're taking the, the tracking of eligible expenses right now is a very manual process, right? People literally are saving 
their receipts and shoeboxes and folders and because when they file their taxes it's it's incumbent upon them to to you know state hey the money that i spent this year out of my hsa was actual eligible expense and so we've automated that and so we just we've made this whole thing where it it reaches out it engages the account holder it pulls them in it teaches them what's eligible and what's not eligible and it it really does become their partner in maximizing their tax benefits yeah i can see value in that for sure i imagine that that instead of really being conscious about um how they're paying for their for for qualified expenses they just pull out whatever card they're used to buying things with and then maybe down the road they think oh no i should have used that card oh well kind of a thing so i could see where the technology plays probably a really big role in helping people make sure that they're using it exactly for instance Last week, I went to the doctor, and I have my American Airlines uh, rewards um, you know, card sure. connected to my HSA because mm. I like to buy big things <laughs> on my HSA. So I swipe my card at the doctor, I get the tax savings, and I get my airline miles. And so people you know, use Chase Rewards and Bank of America rewards cards and all of that. So that's a big thing. But I also don't like to carry every card I own in my wallet. And so instead of being tied to another piece of plastic with my HSA account, I can just use my regular debit card or my regular credit card. The account reaches out to me when it's fresh on my mind. I go in and verify it, document it, snap a photo of the receipt with my phone. It's all automated. It's in the account forever. I don't have to think about it again. Nice. Well, that's certainly a powerful thing there. So, all right. So, just I, I just want you to check my work here, um, so that I'm 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 understanding. Um, one of the benefits to, to an HSA is that you get tax, it's tax preferenced on essentially all three different levels. The contributions you make are tax deductible. When it's inside the account, it grows tax deferred, and when you actually use the money for qualified expenses, like we just talked about, it's tax free. Is that right? That is correct, and that's why that's why it's really important to be sure you're tracking all your eligible expenses, right? So a lot of people, you know, you've, you've really got like four personas that use an HSA. One would be the spender. That's how I entered the HSA market, right? As an employee, you know, I had two kids, two boys, my wife, myself, I kind of budgeted and said, look, I probably I paid 26 times. I looked at, back at last year's expenses. I put $2,600 in at the end of the year. Most, of, most, if not all of that money was always gone, but I did get my tax savings on $2,600 of money. The next person's a saver. They put in a little more than they take out, then they spend out. They're intending to roll money forward. And then the, the next person is the investor, right? They've, they've got a lot of extra money, and they're looking for places to put money away tax-free. They intend to pay for all of their out-of-pocket medical with their personal credit and debit cards. So our account works perfect for all of those people because every single one of them needs to be collecting their receipts. Doing it at the point of sale is the smartest way to do it. The last one is really, we we kind of invented this, the non-funder. People get enrolled in a high deductible plan because it's either the low cost or the no cost option in their benefits package. And they think they don't have enough money to put in an HSA. But if they'll claim a bend HSA account, tie their personal credit and debit cards to it, when they inevitably encounter out-of-pocket expense, our account will go, hey, George, 
you went to uh, Dr. Jones last week and spent a hundred dollars. Why not get the tax savings on that? Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of sure. kind of embellishing that a little bit, but that's the idea. And so it teaches them over time how that process works, and ultimately they'll go, hey, maybe I should put a little money in here because I do have eligible expenses. And so it it sets people up for a better outcome. Yeah, well, I can certainly see that, and I, I'm picturing in my mind. Um, you know, probably different stages of my life where I would have been each one of those people. So, yeah, I, I, exactly. Uh, yeah. All right. So, so what happens if I if if I don't use the money? It rolls over just in perpetually. Yeah, and that's the awesome thing about an HSA, right? So, what you don't use rolls forward. The, the you know most people, George, talk about what you just talked about, which was the triple tax savings of HSA. I actually have changed that, and I say there's quadruple savings because there's a fourth benefit to HSA, and that is this. Um, HSA, you know, like your 401k has a required minimum distribution, right? When you hit 72, you have to start taking money out or you're going to be taxed, and and the tax is stiff. I didn't, I didn't know how stiff it was until I started helping my father-in-law with his taxes and seeing, oh, my gosh, this is really big. HSA has no required minimum distribution. And, you know, it was I think it was Fidelity that in 2017 put out a study that says that the couple that the average couple retiring in 2018 at age 65 would face a potential two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in out of pocket medical expense during their retirement. So that number in and of itself, you know, that's enough to make people think twice about saving for expenses later in life. But you know, during employee enrollment meetings, I always ask employees two questions. Hey, number one, do you think health care is going to cost more five and 10 years from now? Yes or no. And then, the, you know, and then also, do you think that in five or 10 or 15 years, you're going to need more health care or less? And it's always the same. I'm going to need more, right? And so the, that sets up a big problem, right? In the future, I'm going to need more of something that's going up, you know, at its own rate of inflation, it's going up in cost. And so how do we address that? You know, the, the, one of the other big problems that I have noticed since 2010, when the Affordable Care Act came into place, is that the entire, well, let me back up and put it this way, you know, your health and your, and therefore your health care is a lifelong challenge, right? I have to get up and think about my health every day. Go walk, go exercise, eat right, do all those things. Go to see my doctor. But but the whole industry of of employees, employers, healthcare companies, hospitals, everybody has conditioned the population to think about their health insurance, which pays for their health care in twelve month segments. And so it's a very short-sighted way to approach this problem that if I'm going to face, you know, perhaps a 30-year retirement that I may have $275,000 of out-of-pocket expense to address, how does buying a PPO this year that goes from January 1st to December 31st, how does it help me address that? The only combination of employee benefits that's available on the market today that will help you address that is enrolling in a qualified high-deductible health plan and coupling that with an HSA. So now if I do that, I can start investing money in my HSA and start acquiring equity or building equity 
for my own healthcare future down the road. So that links back to what you were saying a while ago, George, asking about, you know, money goes in pre-tax, gross tax deferred, comes out tax-free if I spend it on eligible expense. If I, if I don't save my expenses along the way and I do stay healthy and I don't, um, you know, and I don't have to take 275000 out for health care, man, no harm, no foul. I can just pull my money out of my HSA just like I would my 401k, pay regular taxes. But if I do need that money, it all comes out tax-free. So it's really a big deal that people really need to take time to think about, you know, beyond the next 12 months. Think carefully about, you know, the, the tax-favored plan that's best for them. Because, you know, the big thing that everybody talks about these days is financial wellness, right? That's your whole picture, uh, your, your personal savings, your 401k, your health insurance, you know, your home. There's this holistic view, but people are not – thinking in long-term, um, you know, uh, examples, you know, they're not calculating the long-term cost of their health care into their decisions. Yeah. $275,000 is a daunting number, and the only way to get there is one little bit at a time. So I appreciate that. That's right. Well, Steve, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, I think that really just kind of following up on, uh, you know, what what my whole point is here, you know, the the thing that people buy health insurance for are catastrophic illnesses. You know, they 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 don't really kind of make the connection. They have a lot of data to make to to make decisions, but they don't necessarily know what to do with that data. And so they, they buy their health insurance based on what their, their coworker or their cube mate or their neighbor does, or the, the biggest decider is what I did last year, right? So I'm just going to keep what I had last year. Mm-hmm. But, but thinking if they throw in the long-term cost of health care, that absolutely has to change the equation for what the selection is. So like I said earlier, people, you know, 85% of people spend less than one hour thinking about their, their, um, their choices that they're going to make. And so I would say my, my main tip is this, that everybody needs to consider all the facts into their account selection and spend more time considering their needs before selecting their plan. You know, up to this point, most people, brokers included, employers included, have looked at high deductible health plans as kind of the, a substandard, you know, last choice plan. But if you're buying your health insurance for catastrophic, right, I have a heart attack, an accident, cancer, all that stuff's going to come under the deductible anyway. So the main difference between a regular health plan and a high deductible health plan comes down to two things. My routine doctor visits and prescriptions, how much is that if I'm buying generics and I only go a couple of times a year? There's only a few hundred dollars difference in that. The other one is what's my long-term cost of health care? And, and so think about those two things in, when you're looking at the plans that you buy and I can start saving money for the future in a tax-favored account. I think a lot of people would make a different decision if they took those things into consideration. So that's my tip. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on. Come on. Steve, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? 
George, people can find me at uh, www.bendhsa.com forward slash Steve. They can also email me, Steve, at bendhsa.com. And I'm also Stephen Messer on LinkedIn. So uh, I would love to to talk to anyone that has a question about, you know, how, how they make a choice or what resources are available to help them make a choice, either benefits for their company or an employee benefits for the employee. Excellent. Help them make better choices. All right. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Steve your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to bendhsa.com. Shoot him an email. uh, Find him on LinkedIn. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Steve. Fantastic, George. Thank you. Love your show. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Before I go, quick announcement. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step-by-step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and uh, keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out. You can go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there you can just go to the website i'll also list that in the notes of the show